All right, welcome to week 18 of the Helped Podcast. And here's Matt with announcements. Yeah, we did a lot of traveling last month, CES, NRF. We have a couple more trade shows coming up in February. If you're going to be at SMB Tech Fest this week, I guess this is getting released during SMB Tech Fest. So if you're here, come find us. Uh, or in a couple weeks, if you'll be attending ASCII Edge, come uh, look for us. That's an MSP-focused show. So MSPs that are listening, maybe look into it. Um, we'll be there. You should still have some time to register. Uh, let us know if you'll be there, and, and let's find some time. Both in our backyard, right? Irvine. Exactly. And- both Southern California, both nearby for us. No more no more Vegas trips this month. Aww. All right. So what's our topic for this week? I wanted to talk about a customer experience that I had that was super positive. Okay. Go on. Okay. So long story short, uh, I went out to the garage yesterday, getting ready to leave, and there was a leak coming from the water heater. I looked and found out that it wasn't going to explode. So I went into the, to the office and, you know, worked a regular day. By the time I got home, it was close to like 637. And I needed to figure out what to do with this water heater situation. So I went on Google. Um, I found, you know, the top result for water heater repair person. And, uh, and I called. And, you know, by this time it's 7 o'clock. But I got an answer right away. Uh, the person that answered, Christian, super nice guy, you know, kind of walked me through what was going on, uh, you know, put my mind at ease to make sure that nothing was going to blow up, uh, gathered some details, uh, and then put in place a, a plan of action. Uh, it was awesome because I just happened upon, you know, Christian and his shop uh, from Google, but the customer experience that I received after hours just made me say, hey, these are my water heater guys going forward. So now you're a loyal customer. Next time you need a new water heater installed or something fixed, they're the guys you call. Yeah. I mean, when people are calling for support, they don't want to call for support. They need the support. And so with him being there, he gave me exactly what I needed. Yeah, that's, that's a good story. And you know, it reminds me of a, a LinkedIn post we had this week mm-hmm. that, that talked about knowing your target customer and how you support them. You know, it, it suggested that younger folks tend to be a little bit more Self-service. That was kind of one of the first thing you did is you you went to Google and you mm-hmm. figured out you needed mm-hmm. the repair. So then you you called to get the repair. Older folks need a little bit more handholding. I mean, this was a situation where you're you're not an expert. You don't know water heaters like you know yeah. technology stuff. So you you did need that help. Um, but I think it's important to to know the audience. And I think Christian and, and his company know that when people have issues with their water heater, it's not nine to five. That's probably when people are not home. So they probably realize that they're going to get these calls on mornings, nights, mm-hmm. and weekends, and they need to be there to, to answer that call. And now I'm not 55 plus, but I did really appreciate the fact that I was able to get a live agent right away, somebody to talk to. Self-service is awesome for things like, you know, reordering supplies or, you know, logging into things or whatever it is. But like when you're really in dire need of support, I, I like to be able to get a hold of somebody and, and you know, get resolution as fast as possible. And I think that age divide also speaks to what happens after you get that support. I feel like mm. with younger folks, you know, you lead a, read a lot of reviews online. If I'm looking up a business, it's almost like I don't expect to see positive reviews. I'm looking for the volume and the content of the negative reviews mm-hmm. because I know there's going to be some. And I really just want to understand what I might be getting myself into. At the same time, I feel like when it's, you know, a product that's in my mom's hands. If she has some problem and, and gets some support, mm-hmm. she's going to talk about it. She's she's happy to tell people about a, that positive experience. 
So I feel like there's a, a value in delivering that positive experience to the sort of demographic that's going to kind of naturally evangelize for you. Yeah. For that younger self-service crowd, you really you need to deliver or they'll complain. The older folks, they're really happy to tell people about the good support you got. So even though there was a problem, they're going to be really happy to go around and, and make sure everyone knows you're the company that solves those problems. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. We uh, we did that post um, recently as well. Brian did. Great job, Brian. Said, you know, the best customer service is if the customer doesn't need to call you, doesn't need to talk to you. It just works. This was a quote from somebody that I think you guys might know out there that are listening. Uh, it was Jeff Bezos. And what is what does he do? I've never, I've never heard the name. He's got some sort of like jungle store or something. They sell rainforest stuff. I don't know. Amazon. Oh, the rainforest. Oh, Amazon. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I remember using Amazon a decade ago, maybe more, mm-hmm. and really liking the customer service. You could get a hold of somebody quickly. They would solve your problem. They'd send a replacement. They'd give you the $5 gift card, whatever. Yeah. They'd, they'd establish that reputation. They built their customer base because they did deliver that service. I think now... There's so much of that third-party marketplace that mm-hmm. they use. There's so many sellers that are just selling random junk. I mean, any product you need, you're going to be able to find the brand name, but you're also going to be able to find the 100 knockoffs that are probably not all good knockoffs. Yeah. And I think that really leads to more support needs. I think you're getting a lot of customers with failures. Well, Right, and that goes to what you were saying uh, just a little bit ago. You know, you, you've got this marketplace that's enabling all these other sellers. You've got this person like you that's going to, you know, look at the reviews um, for the support that that the people are receiving from those sellers, and then you've got people that aren't like you, traditionalists, you know, I'm not going to say older folks that that may be doing the same thing because this is such a normal thing in today's society, uh, but they're maybe voicing their opinions on these reviews a little bit differently. Uh, you know, everybody needs the support. It just comes down to you know how it's getting out there. Um, in the way of, of the review so that you know who the, who the, who the good sellers are. Yeah. I, I do know when I'm, you know, looking for a product, maybe there isn't a name brand or maybe the name brand, some exorbitant price and, and all the alternatives are 10, 20% of the price. And I'm trying to find which of the three options I have, I might be interested mm-hmm. in, you know, I'll look at the questions and answers. Sometimes you'll see that the seller is the one answering the questions. That means they're responsive and helpful. Sometimes I'll, I'll look at the reviews and you, you'll get that one person that says, Oh, update, changed my review to five stars. When I initially received it, it wouldn't work. But then I called such and such and, and they fixed it. And now it gives five stars because the, the product's great. Like I review that. So I know, you know, I use Amazon for the ease of experience. And then whatever I get, I, I want that same ease of experience. I, I want it to work. I'm, I've been in the business long enough that I know there's going to be failures. And I want to know that if I run into some trouble, I'm going to be able to get the support that I need. Right. Have you ever bought anything that was perfect? Like, they just work perfectly all the time, forever, and you never needed any any support? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I have at some point, but honestly, I, it, it's it's rare. You know, yeah. whatever it is, it, ne- it never is that perfect. It, it's never that unicorn product. There's always something that's just a little bit imperfect. The instructions are a little bit off. Something doesn't quite work the way it's supposed to. Nothing's ever perfect. Yeah, like, I like what this Bezos fella is saying, right? Like, if there's really something that can be out there, that is perfect, then yes, that's the best customer experience. But that never happens. That's never going to happen. You know, and and when something does go wrong, even if your product is 99.9% perfect, there's going to be a need for support. And that support has to be stellar in this day and age. 
This Bezos guy sounds pretty smart. I think we can get him as a, a guest on the podcast. Is he doing anything <laughs> these days? Okay, okay. Jokes aside, uh, Brian created that AI image of Bezos with like a headset on. All right. I wanted to it talk was- about that <laughs> because that picture, I get that it, it looks like Jeff Bezos. My first thought, yeah. maybe it was the placement of the headset or something, is that yeah. it was a guy wearing a Jeff Bezos mask. It was super creepy. It, it, yeah. Well, so then there was that other one from a couple weeks ago where the guy had like really funny looking fingers. I think he had five fingers. I know you're going to say five fingers is right, but he had five fingers and a thumb. And then he also had two watches on. Like like AI saying, hey, <laughs> people wear smart watches. And people wear luxury watches, so let's put one on each wrist. To be fair, I think we've worked with people who wear two watches. I think in in the engineering space. I mean, I don't know if you're, you should be, honestly, with the the watches you collect, you might as well be wearing two at a time just to (laughs) to try to show them off. But I feel like I've known people who have their, you know, traditional designer whatever watch that they wear, but then they also have the the Apple smartwatch on the other arm. There's so one maybe person, the AI knows. One person that comes to mind, and I hope he he listens at some point in time. I'm going to call him out. Clint. Uh, you remember Clint? Yeah. So he used to have like a Garmin watch on one hand that had like, you know, the breadcrumbs, like trail hiking capabilities. And then on his other, I think he had like a tag or some sort of, you know, decent you know luxury watch. And I always kind of looked at that and said, okay, like, <laughs> like you do you, man. I just don't know if I could ever get into the two watches. Well, so maybe that was Clint in our in our picture. I guess credit to, to Clint if that was him. Yeah, Does nice. he happen to have six fingers? He, I got to ask him. I didn't notice because I was looking at both of his watches. Touche. Thanks. All right. So, uh, you know, I guess that pretty much covers the idea. You you know that you're going to need support. When you get support, you, you create a loyal customer. Yeah. We've had a couple stories. Is there, is there more? Is that it? I, I think that's it. And I, I feel like every week we could come on here and be like, hey, it's all about the customer experience. And I think that every week people are listening to this and saying, yeah, it is all about the customer experience. Like, I don't know. Do we keep going every week and just talk about the experience? Or or do we take it to the next level? Maybe maybe bring some other people on and and talk to them about an experience that they have. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like we can we can take the next step here. Yeah, I, I love having the examples, seeing how things fit in. I mean, the water heater example is a, a great one. That's not mm-hmm. really the helped wheelhouse, but it's just an example of any product out there. I guess there are smart water heaters nowadays. That's so true. at some point, we'll probably add a water heater seller to, to our portfolio. Yeah. But it's just an example that any product that's out there needs, needs some sort of support. And oh. delivering that support, that's what... It's the best passive way to, to build your business. You just you need to deliver that support. So while you're at it, do it well because it leads to more business. Okay. So we've made the call before looking for people to join us on the podcast. You know, we had a couple people. We had Dan, we had Troy, we had Luis. Maybe we get somebody that that isn't in tech next week who, you know, we'll talk about just regular customer experience stories just so, so that we can see a different perspective. So I shouldn't call up Jeff Bezos because is, is he still in tech? I don't know what he's up to. If I can get Jeff Bezos, then then we'll get Jeff Bezos. All right, perfect. If not, do you know anybody else named Jeff? I'll, I'll find someone. We'll find a Jeff. Yeah. All right, so perfect. next week, maybe we'll see if we can grab somebody. Calling all Jeffs, calling all customer <laughs> support stories, calling all feedback. What do you want to hear more about? There it is. I like that. Thanks for listening. Vroom, vroom. Vroom. <laughs>